The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Clemens Hoffman. Each week we will discuss tools, tips, and ways to radiate your best life ever, interviewing practitioners, authors, and luminaries to help you on your path. Wellness, joy, peace, abundance. What do you want to radiate? Hi there, welcome to the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Today we are going to radiate motherhood with Mersada Hoffman. That's two F's, two N, MersadaHoffman.com. And if you're watching on YouTube and you watch us regularly, you might notice that we're not in my office in Kansas City. We're <laughs> halfway around the world. Yeah, we are not in your office. No, not in Kansas City. <laughs> we're in a bedroom. Yes, we're in the guest room. The yes. guest room, yeah. Exactly. In, uh, in me, which is outside of Geneva. Right, in Canton Vaux, in, in Switzerland. In Switzerland. So we're sitting here in Switzerland. And uh, I just met uh, Mersada not too long ago when I got into town. I was giving a workshop and she came and we got talking and decided that um, you know, this, this topic of motherhood and radiating motherhood and doing so intentionally is something that we needed to, to talk about. And uh, anyway, welcome, Mursada. Thank you so much for sitting down to talk with me. Thanks. It's really great to be with you. Yeah, thank it's you really so great much. To meet you. And so you've been working on being a mother for quite a long time. You've got how many kids? I four? have four kids. Four kids. Ages what are eight. Louie is eight. Emma is <clears throat> six. She'll be seven in August. Harlan just turned five, and Haley will be three and a half. And if you calculate that, that's four kids in four and a half years. <laughs> that is not for the faint of heart. No, it's not. No. I just I also don't know that I could have done it any other way, but... Right. Kind um, of get it all know, out of the you way. You kind of get it all... I, and I knew going... I mean, I knew that when we decided to keep going that it would be crazy, but yeah. I was... I had, you know, a desire in my heart for these children, and I'm so grateful for them. Oh, that's wonderful. And then your family moves around a lot. Yes, we do. So my husband works for the International Organization for Migration, which right. is a UN agency that focuses on, on migration. And uh, we've been in Switzerland for seven years, which has been amazing. But this summer we will... Switch continents, and we will head to Asia. <laughs> wow, to Indonesia. <laughs> to Indonesia, yep, to Jakarta. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Moving with four little kids. Four little kids. I so, can't even imagine. Yep. It's, so, yeah, you've got a little bit of stress. 
Yeah, a little bit of stress. And you know, my my biggest uh, way to combat stress is deep breaths. That's great. <laughs> I mean, really. Yeah. <laughs> there are definitely days where I'm like, <sighs> okay, all right, it's gonna be okay. And then some days I lose it, right? Right, I mean, right. Because that's what mothers do, actually, yes, right? We and, do. And you feel terrible about it, and you beat yourself up as a mother, but um, and but it's helpful to know that other mothers also lose it. Right. And so you've started this career um, of really talking to other mothers yes. and helping them combat, combat overwhelm yep. and them boost their it. confidence. That's amazing. Because mm -hmm. I think that confidence is one of the biggest things that suffers in motherhood. How so? Uh, well, when, when you become a mother, you're so in love with this baby and you just yeah. can't imagine anything else. And you're in the thick of it, right? You're right. you're twenty four seven, and it's totally amazing. But it's also exhausting. It's exhausting. But you, but this baby needs you, right? And mm -hmm. so you do everything for this baby. And as the baby grows, it's harder to figure out what they really need, and yeah. what you're, you know, giving them that they could maybe do for themselves, and how you could make a little space for yourself. Right. Also, because early on mom is usually the primary if they're nursing and you know waking up in the middle of the night to feed oftentimes it oftentimes gets saddled on moms even going right. forward and then husbands are going to work and so they you know especially with some maternity policies like in the states i don't think that there's any paternity policy no so rare. you know you know, sometimes husbands, you know, might might take a week of vacation, yeah. right? But then they have to go back to work, and that's then really difficult. And then the mom is saddled with taking care of this baby. Everything. Everything. Everything, everything, everything. So <laughs> it, it can be really overwhelming, um, but you're so... Many times you're so grateful to have this baby, and right. you're so happy to have, to be a mom. But then as the years go on you start to really feel like you've lost yourself. Oh, right? sure. You oh, know, yeah. motherhood is, is amazing, but it's all-consuming. And a lot of times, I, I know for me, I always wanted to be a mom. It was yeah. like my life's dream. Nothing was more important to me than getting married and being a mom. And so when that happened, I was just like, this is amazing, and I'm so happy. And then I went on and had more kids. But, and, I, and I did it, but... You know, it wasn't, I really, I really suffered for a time, right. you know, and I remember the day that I was on the phone sobbing to my mom. Oh, man. And it was like a wake-up call for me that I had just done, given myself over and done everything for everybody else and nobody was taking care of me. Nobody. Nobody. Who's going to do that after all? Right. I mean, we also, we also think that we're looking and we're meeting the needs and we're anticipating the needs of our of our children, of our spouses, maybe even of our friends, and then we expect, yeah. you know, that they'll do the same. And so we expect them to guess, and that's really not a great place to be in. Right? Exactly. It's, it's not a, really, a great place to be. Not a great space to get in to really expect people to be guessing what you need. You really need to tell people, which can be difficult, but I think it that is, we're not is, used to it. Right. No, women are not. I mean, I think that and, you know, I think that societally still women are just you know, they're viewed as the primary caregiver, right? Yeah. They're viewed as the person who's going to do and be everything for everyone. And then they get lost. 
and they, you know, their confidence suffers and their self-esteem suffers and, you know, they're not, they're usually not making time for themselves in any way, shape or form. Yeah. So we were just talking about, um, about boundaries and about asking for what we need. Women don't, we don't do that. No. And, and I, I, some, some women are better than others. True. Right. Some women are definitely better than others. And then there are women who, you know, usually throw themselves into mothering and see it as a beautiful sacrifice that they're making for their children mm-hmm. and they're so grateful and happy to do it until they're not. Right? Mm-hmm. And then in creeps, you know, the frustration, the resentment. The resentment, exactly. Right. And then, you know, it's you know, it's it's difficult because you're doing something that you really want to be doing and you're feeling resentful about it. So that's, right. you know, that then becomes really confusing. Of course. Right? Especially for the husband or a partner, I think. Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. I've said to my husband so many times, I'm so grateful that I can stay home <laughs> with our children. And then there are times he's like, really? I'm surprised that you say that. <laughs> really <laughs> because mean that? Do you really mean that? You say that, but then you're so frustrated sometimes, right? Sure. Well, it's, and, it's normal. And it's nor- I mean, it is normal. It's mm-hmm. normal, but, you know, it's really about carving out space for ourselves and right. self-care in motherhood is a dirty word it is because it's supposed to be all for the family I mean isn't it I mean we've been kind of programmed from a very early age to make exactly. sacrifices right? exactly and and we think that it's you know we think it's only for a short period of time right. and our kids are going to grow and you know but you know one year turns into five years turns into 10 years mm-hmm. turns into 20 years and then you know, I've I've seen many mothers who have become empty nesters and don't know what to do with themselves. Exactly, they don't know themselves. They, exactly, right? They lost that contact with themselves, and and it's damaged not only them, right? But it's damaged potentially their relationship with their husband, of course, because they've been resentful and right. they feel unheard, right, and unseen. Right. And unappreciated. Totally unappreciated. Right. Totally unappreciated. So how do we ask for this? Like, who do do we ask? How do we ask? What do we ask? Well, I think that, first of all, the first thing we need to do is we need to make the decision. We need to to decide that we are important enough. Mm -hmm. Right? Exactly. And that is... That is like the first hurdle, mm-hmm. right? So, as I said, I was on the phone sobbing with my mom. Yes. And, oh. you know, this was like a wake-up call for me. And I started, and I had been exercising in and out and in and out, but never, never really making serious time for myself. Right. And, you know, I was like disheveled, you know, threw clothes on, you know, would get a shower in the middle of the night, you know, before I went to bed and then my hair would be a mess and I'd throw it up in a ponytail and rush out the door and do everything for everybody else and, you know, go to bed and do the same thing again, right? Mm -hmm. And I would never make time for myself. And so actually the first thing I did was I started taking a shower religiously every day and washing my hair and blow drying it Mm -hmm. and putting mascara on. They were little things that only took five minutes, but that was the beginning of my journey. Oh, wow. Just to show up. Just to show up. To show up for myself. Show up for, right? And to feel, and to feel good about myself, right? Right. Like those two small things, and they're really small, right? I mean, 
For me, I'm lucky. Right. It takes me about five minutes to blow dry my hair. Right. So not everybody has that, but for me, and that made me feel good. Right. Five minutes and mascara, which is what? Yeah. Thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. Right. Right. So take a shower. Take a shower. You know, five minutes. All told, maybe so fifteen minutes. Maybe fifteen minutes. For yourself, but that is not too much to ask. It's not. I mean, right? to find that time for yourself in the day exactly. uh, is really important. And you know, I think it's easier for me to say that mm-hmm. now my kids are a little bit older. It's harder for moms with kids that are, you know, infants. six months, infants. But, you know, but even the kids are taking naps, babies are taking naps. Mm-hmm. Um, really, if you let your kid cry for 15 minutes... Are they real? I mean, to, to do something for yourself, right? It's not going to be the end of the world. And you know, the other thing that I've really seen is my kids see how I'm taking care of myself, and I'm really setting an example huge. for particularly for my daughters. Right. And I think that that's the biggest thing. Like, right. I actually have goosebumps saying that because I really do feel like as moms, we have the most power. No matter what we do for our work, no matter we have the most power. In mm-hmm. changing the world through our children. Absolutely. We are the first best teachers. Totally. And so our kids need to see that we make ourselves a priority. Right. So that when they get older, they make themselves a priority. Right? Absolutely. And it's not really selfish. You think about making yourself a priority. It's not saying, you know, everybody stand behind me. I'm going to be first. I'm going to be first. And it's not saying I'm going to take, you know, eight right. hours a day for just for myself. Right? No, it's not just, at all. It's little things. Mm-hmm that we do to take care of ourselves that help us build up and establish better, stronger boundaries. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, right? on your website and in the work that you do with moms to avoid burnout, you've got these tools, 11 tips the, for the 11 best mom- mommy mm-hmm. hacking secrets to combat overwhelm. Mommy yeah. hacking The mommy secrets hacking secrets to combat overwhelm. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. And so, you know, some of those are establishing better boundaries. Right. Self-care. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them is audiobooks. I nice. love audiobooks. They're like my best friend. Okay, can I can I say podcasts? Pod, no, well, podcasts, yeah, of course. I, I listen to a ton of podcasts. <laughs> right. Radiate Wellness. I listened to. I was listening to it this morning. Um, and yeah, I, I think because you're in the car, you can put your earbuds in. Right. You know, if you're in the car by yourself, I do it in the grocery store. Yeah. When the kids are asleep at night, you know, maybe if my husband's not home, I'm cleaning the dishes. Mm-hmm. It's the best. It's the best. It's the best. It's amazing. And I think it, it I, and you can do lots of different things, right? You right. can do something where you're learning, something educational right. for yourself. Mm-hmm. You can do something that's just fun. Escaping. And, and escaping. Right. But you can still be doing things. Right? right, and so it's something for you while you're still taking care of the things. It's not Absolutely. saying you have to sit down and binge watch on Netflix, which is okay if you want to do that every once in a while. I, there's that, but you right. then don't. You can still do something and, and feel like you're accomplishing stuff, but still taking care of yourself. Right. One of the other ones is uh, lunch dates. <clears throat> Tell me about that. I think lunch dates are. I love lunch dates. The best. The best. The best. The best. You know, as a mom, at the end of the day, you're exhausted. <laughs> Right. Exhausted. And I know that for me, for many years, and still now, it's a little less now, but, you know, I get down from being with the kids, and I'm just like, <sighs> right. You get for like an hour, right? You just right. need to, like, decompress. Right. right? And right. so then to think about going out to dinner with your husband or with a friend or with, right. you know, and, you know, you can't go out to dinner with your kids if they're younger. It's too difficult. So I make a solid commitment to, my husband and I do lunch dates. 
because we can also discuss things right right? and we can make decisions about things that need to happen and it's really great um and i also started doing lunch dates with my kids so every friday is my lunch date day and they all know my daughter was asking me this morning mommy today is my lunch date day (laughs) so you have separate lunch dates with each kid each kid has their own friday yeah and so you know not only is that like it helps you establish your own connection with your kids, right? Oh, because yeah. it's so, you know, there's a lot to do in motherhood. You know, laundry, yeah. cooking, meal preparation, cleaning, you know, just oh it's, it's play just dates, scheduling. Play, exactly, running, getting the kids to school, getting them to eat their dinner, which, oh my gosh, my daughter took two hours yesterday to eat a oh, plate of food. Wow. Two hours. That's, um, yeah, that's that, was, that was a little frustrating. <laughs> I'll bet. But, right. You know, but you know, the thing was that with her, she needs she needs boundaries. Like she needs right. to be really strong with my boundaries with her. Mm-hmm. So right. she had, you know, she wanted to go someplace and I said, Well, we're not going until you finish your eggs. Yeah. So there she finished them. Yeah. We were, we were two hours late, but that's okay. It was okay. You know, it's, she knows that it's up to her. It's her responsibility. Right, exactly. Right, right. I mean, she's only, she, it's a three and a half year old, but you know, I also think that oftentimes as mothers, we don't give our kids enough credit for actually how smart they are. I think so Kids too. Kids know they they know what they're doing. I mean yeah. this my three and a half year old, she's she knows what she's doing. <laughs> she knows the games that she's playing. Well you told a really interesting story the other day about your three year old, how she was determined to come in anyway. So she's oh, a yeah. very determined kid. Yeah. Uh-huh. Of my all my four children, she was the one who it was clear she needed to be born. She right. you know, it, it I had decided after three I was done and Nope. Nope. I, I then got the message that, nope, she needed to come. And so then we had her. <laughs> to sometimes, I think to the initial dismay of my husband when I initially sure. brought it up, not once I got pregnant, but to the initial like discussion of, I think we need to I have a fourth. we need to have a fourth. And he was like, no. <laughs> and I was like, yes. No, yes, we do. Yeah, and now it feels complete. We feel, I feel totally complete. I can't actually imagine starting motherhood again. I mean, with a baby, and I love. Oh my god, I love babies. Babies are the best. They're the best. I know. The best. I love babies. So, (laughs) but I can't imagine having another one. (laughs) Well, I remember when my sister had her second. And they were about, uh, I don't know, 12, 16 months apart. Not very far apart at all, but just like your kids. Yeah, 18 months. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. 18, 18, 18. Wow. <clears throat> and so I remember my sister calling me. She says, well, I thought it was going to be twice the amount of work. She says, it's like four times the amount of work. <laughs> I've only got one. Yeah. I, I actually often say that the jump from one to two is the hardest. Really? Because with yeah. one, you know, they do what you do. Yeah. Right? They don't have any example of what a little person does. Right. Right? But then when you have the second one, they have an example. And then also, you really need to have a routine. Right, because one sure. needs a nap, the other one needs to be fed. You right. really need, and it was actually one of my bigger mistakes with our second mm-hmm. is not establishing that routine oh, early sure. enough. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's tough. Well, how so, are you going to know? I mean, right, you don't know. I mean, motherhood like, does not come with a manual. No, exactly. And and you know, and even if people say things to you as a mother, you mm-hmm. say, oh, well, maybe it's different for me, or you know, you don't know, whatever. And I think that that is true. You don't. You know your child best. Right. Hands down. There's no question about that for me. But, you know, there is some stuff that maybe advice I should have heeded. (laughs) 
that looking back on it, I could have changed. But you know, we're but, all here and we're all learning, and you know, and we're all we all do the best with, that we can with what we've got at any given moment. Exactly. Exactly. And nobody's nobody's setting perfect. out right, and nobody's setting out to go. How am I going to screw up my kid today? Right. Exactly. Right. But you know, the reality is, is that we are going to make mistakes. With right. our children. So what do you do when you know, like, oh, God, I really shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. You know, I actually have a conversation with my kids. You know what? I do, too. And mm-hmm. I tell them how I made a mistake. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, and we have a conversa- We have conversations all the time about how nobody's perfect. That's Everybody awesome. makes mistakes. And then when I make a mistake, I say, listen, guys, you know, I realize that I didn't do it right or... You know, I shouldn't have done that, or I shouldn't have said that, or, you know, I was frustrated, and I'm overwhelmed, and I'm tired, and I'm stressed, and, you know, I'm, I'm really working on it, and these are the things that I'm doing to try to not be so stressed, and, mm-hmm. you know, and so I, that's how I think I can teach my kids best. Right. Right? Well, because they need to know that feeling frustrated is okay. Totally. Being angry is okay. Being overwhelmed is okay. As yeah. long as we have tools... To recognize right, and exactly. get out of it. And, and you know, when my kids, you know, they do something wrong, I say to them, so do you see how, and do you remember when mommy, you know, mommy did that before, right? It's, we're still learning. We're always learning. That's a big part of life is we're always right. learning and we're never going to get it perfect, but some days are going to be better than others. And so it's a, it's an ongoing conversation. So yeah. that's what I do is I really try and talk to my kids. Is that one of your mommy hacks? I, no, it's not. It's not one of my mommy hacks. It's that's just some, that's just personal how I how, how you I roll raise, how I roll with my kids. So <laughs> yeah, no. Um, Self care is an important mommy hack, you know, and, and oh, it dude. doesn't have to be a big thing. Right. It's a small. It can be a really small thing, like putting mascara on. Put mascara. Right. Yeah, you know. Exactly. Like even if you have a blow dryer in your hair, <laughs> you just put some mascara on. I mean, wh- whatever it is for you, what that, that makes yeah. you feel that makes you feel good. I remember so. as a new mom, you know, I've only got the one kid, and she's 12 now, so it's hard to remember sometimes, but I remember just, you know, I'd walk around with this spit up on me all afternoon and just feel like, oh, I just didn't feel right, you know? No, exactly. You know, you don't feel like yourself, and so, you know, reclaiming just this kind of this little bit of a routine. Yeah, exactly, and it's about, you know, that's one of the mommy hacking things is, is establishing usually a morning routine because it's, yeah. that's like the best, that is actually how you can start your day off on the right foot. Right, right, exactly. It's by, you know, maybe getting up 10 or 15 minutes early and meditating or yeah. doing a little exercise or, yeah. or reading. I mean, whatever it is for you that fills you, right? right? And it's different for everybody. It is. But meditating is a really powerful tool. Huge. It's really, really powerful. Another, right. th- another mommy hacking secret is setting intentions. And I think mm-hmm. I was saying to you the other night about mm-hmm. how I am not great at doing it all the time. Um, so I'm not perfect <laughs> by, any stretch, by any stretch of the imagination. Right. Uh, but you know, when I set intentions, I see how powerful they are. Yes. You know, you can't really create anything unless you set the intention to do so first. Otherwise it's just wandering around without a map and you know, anything that you look at a rug or a shelf or window, anything, anything begins with an intention because that's the framework that you hang it all on. No, it's true. But I, I remember one day when I realized how powerful intentions were, um, I, I think I was going through a bit of a rough patch with my husband and I said, I woke up that morning and I said, I really want to have a good day. Like I, my intention today is to have a good day with my husband and that, you know, 
that we just connect and we have a nice day together. Right. And we did. And it was, it was like, I mean, it was just amazing to me to see yeah. how powerful, like that was the light bulb moment for me about intentions. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Because otherwise, you know, you have these days where the day has you instead of you having it. Right. No, exactly. <laughs> where everything just like combines to be against you. But when you set that intention and do it intentionally, you're driving right. it. No, exactly. You're driving the boat. Exactly. So setting setting uh, some time for yourself, setting some intentions. What are some other good mommy hacks? Setting, well, setting boundaries, right? And that's, you know, with yes. yourself and with your husband. You know, what, and really what's, what feels good to you. And I think that oftentimes as moms, we don't, (laughs) we do things that don't always feel good to us because we feel like we have to do it. And, you know, and, you know, I think that, I mean, we've been lucky with where we live and, and the way that things are structured here. You know, our kids have activities, but we don't, we don't do a ton of activities. And I really did make a decision like a year ago. Maybe, well, I guess it was maybe the beginning of this year. I've been doing piano lessons for my kids, mm-hmm. and it was a fight to get them to do their practice. Right. And I just said, okay, you know, this is a, this is a big, it's a big commitment on my part to do this, to take you to lessons and to sit down and practice with you. And if you're not committed to it, then we'll just end it. And we, we don't do piano lessons anymore. And my son says that he wants to do guitar lessons, and I said, you know, we can look at that, but, you know, you have to commit to practicing so, I mean, that's how, you know, I think that those are some of the ways that I'm really setting boundaries. Good. With, you know, with my, with my family, with my children, mm-hmm. is by saying, you know, what, how this is impacting me and yeah. what I will tolerate. Like, I, I just right. won't waste my time like that anymore. Right. Otherwise, they think that your time is expendable. Exactly. Your time is unlimited. Exactly. Right. And that's, that was one of the things in me establishing, you know, this business was, yeah. you know, it was, this is something I've really wanted to do for 20 years. Fantastic. Well, what did you do before you were a mommy? Well, so before I was a mom, I, I have my master's in health advocacy from Sarah Lawrence in nice. New York. Um, and I worked as a geriatric care manager mm-hmm. uh, for a time. And then I worked in fundraising for a lot of, for some nonprofits in Washington. Oh, you're going to get recruited for fundraising for your kids' schools. No <laughs> doubt. I, well, actually, we have something coming up where they're going to be doing a race. And so we have some fundraising. And I was like, well, we could call this person and this person. <laughs> And I was like, these are the people, you know, and all the kids are, the, my three oldest who are in school, they're all, um, they're all doing it. But uh, I was like, you can call your godparents and you can call your, right. you know, nobody can call somebody else, right? So it's all about jockeying and making sure that everybody has their, mm-hmm. has their, has their space to get what they need. So, yeah. yeah. I love that. So, and, and one of the other things that I do say to my kids a lot is that everybody isn't going to get the same thing. But you have to know that everybody's going to get what they need. Right? Oh, I love that. Right? So you think of Rolling Stones. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you can't always get what you want. Right. Which is literally one of my favorite songs. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of their favorite songs. Yeah. My husband's a huge Rolling Stones fan. <laughs> <laughs> so my I kids actually have a pretty adult taste in music. <laughs> Linda's too. We're huge so, Queen fans. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So. Uh, no, that's awesome. But you know, I think even I think even for women in the working world, we have to set our boundaries. Well, ask for what we need. I actually think that boundaries is not a. It's not solely just for women. I, I actually True. think in in work in general, mm-hmm. I think that we have in America, and I mean, I think that 
my husband works in an international organization, but it's still the same thing. I mean, maybe maybe it's globally in a lot of ways, but you know, I think that we are so fearful for our jobs mm -hmm. that we don't set good boundaries, right? No, we just no. do whatever we need to do, whatever we feel like we have to do. We just do it, and there's so many, there's so much sacrifice that we're making, and so much impact that we're so much that we're missing. Really, like right. we don't really see what we're missing, but we're missing a lot. But we are, and I think uh, culture too, I mean, and this is true of, of many cultures around the world, just kind of see women as the ones who accommodate. You know, we're going to ask more of women, but they'll just accommodate because they're always used to accommodating. Right. Right, and exactly. just take bit by bit by bit by bit until there's really not much left and right. you can't push anymore. Exactly. I mean, so I'm really about empowering women, right? Because I, I really feel like that is just so important yeah. and, and I really feel like yeah. as a woman when you take your power back and when you set your boundaries and when you make yourself a priority that you're just really setting you know for the future really you're like setting mm -hmm. up really good examples yeah. for the future for them and to, for the children for the boys too yeah no exactly. no exactly no 100 percent. Mm -hmm. i think the boys are as impacted by it as the girls are but right the girls it's it's different for them right it's about saying that this is no longer acceptable right and saying i'm worth more right exactly yeah my contributions are worth just as much as everybody else's contributions right Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I think that's so, wonderful. So, yeah. And so, um, you really primarily work with moms who are approaching burnout yeah. and overwhelmed. Yeah, definitely. They're, they're very close to burnout, if not already in burnout. So, how do we right. recognize when we're in burnout? Well, it's usually we're so frustrated and overwhelmed that right. we can't even, you know, we hate where we are in our lives, right? Yeah. We're just miserable. We love our kids, but we just... You know, we want to throw our hands up and we're just exhausted. Right. Right? We're yep. just exhausted. So that's, I mean, I think that's the best way. And to just see how, and when we really feel like nobody's listening to us. Right. We're completely unseen. Right. We, nothing we do matters. Right. That's, I mean. My interests don't count. Right. Nobody cares about me. Right. Nobody cares about me. Like, I'm doing all this work. Right. And nobody is really recognizing what I how I'm contributing mm -hmm. right I think that people you know they'll say oh yeah we know how much you do but but it's not really fully appreciated because because I think it's hard and I do think it's hard um to un to really fully understand how how it is for moms right I think that oh, maybe if you're a stay-at-home dad it's you know similar for them but as a mom, there's just a different connection with their kids, right? I think there is. And with being a family, I think that men and women kind of approach it differently, perhaps. No, perhaps. And, it, you know, it's, it's, all, it's all dependent on, on, the, on the person and, and on, the, on the situation. But I find that women tend to, you know, they tend to be the primary caregivers and then they're the ones, you know, as a friend said to me the other day, or not the other day, she said to me in a few a few months ago, you know, when I go get a haircut, I have to ask my husband if it's okay for him to go home, to, for him to be home to watch right. the kids. When yeah. Ego gets a haircut, there's no question, right? right? He just goes and schedules it and just goes. And like that quintessentially defines the difference between being a mom and being a dad. 
Hi, this is Christy. I just want to say that we here at Radiate Wellness hope you're enjoying this podcast. It's free to you, and we hope that you find it informative and inspirational. Heck, even fun. We have just three small asks of you to help us radiate growth. First, please hit the subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on. That way, you'll receive a notification every time that we have a new podcast episode out. Next, please give us a thumbs up, a like, or a five-star review. If you're feeling inspired, a positive review wouldn't hurt. These two small things will help others find us when they're searching for great podcasts. Finally, please tell your friends about the Radiate Wellness Podcast. Better yet, show them how to find us and how to subscribe. If everyone did that, we would double our audience. Thanks a lot. We really appreciate it. I think so too. Right? <laughs> right. Exactly. Well, and you, of course, are a stay-at-home mom, which is wonderful. I thought that was what I aspired to when my daughter was little, that to be there all the time for her, etc. But being a working mom is very, very different. But we share a lot of the same. Oh yeah. I stuff. I don't. I mean, I don't think that being a working mom is. <clears throat> easier than being a stay-at-home mom. I think that they're they're challenging really in their own ways. Yeah, right? so what, how do you see, what do you see the different challenges or the different ways that it could be challenging? Well, I think that mothers who work uh, tend to be, feel a bit more guilty, Yeah. right? And they tend Absolutely. to then maybe overcompensate and they're, they're out at work Mm-hmm. And that's not, I mean, it's not really their time. They're not really taking care of themselves in necessarily any way. Okay, Work maybe. It's not self-care. There's not really self-care. I mean, maybe they can carve, but I mean, if, if you're a working mom, maybe when you're at work, carving out lunch, you know, carving right. out time at work for you mm-hmm. is a way that you can find some time for yourself. Right. Um, but I think that, you know. We have, you know, as a mom, you come home from work and there's still dinner to cook. There's still, you know, but then it's also about asking for help, right? That's one of the other mommy hacking secrets is asking for help Uh because we just don't, Mm -hmm. right? And, you know, and and asking for help maybe means hiring a babysitter or hiring a nanny or hiring somebody to cook your meals or whatever. I mean, whatever that looks like for you, however, Mm -hmm. that would be helpful, um, that is one of the mommy hacking secrets. So I think that as a working mom, it's it's not easier because there's no. there's there's so much it's to just do. Different. And then and then it's you know, and then it's you know the kid is sick and you're juggling work and you're you know and and you're conflicted right because Absolutely. you know I mean I'm home with my kids all the time but there's still you know it, it it's difficult but if my kids are sick I can usually rearrange everything so that it's not a problem. Right. right? Exactly. But as a working mom, it is not always that easy. No. No, right? no, no. And then the guilt comes in and, you know, or I'm, an, I'm on a business trip and, you know, my kid's sick and how, like, and I'm not there for them. Right. Right. You know, I've got a meeting and my kid's got a concert. Right. Exactly. Or right. a teacher conference. Right. Exactly. So, right. So, it's different. So, so, so those are different things. But, you know, the, so one of the other mommy hacking secrets is give yourself some grace. Right? Oh, God. Thank you. Right? Yes. That's huge. We don't. We don't. Right? We just beat ourselves up and we say how this, we didn't do this right and we could have done this better and, you know, we should have done this and we should have done that. And the reality is, is that we're all, as you said earlier, we're all doing the best we can with what we've got. With what we have at the time that we're doing it. Right? Absolutely. And, you know, 
okay, maybe we make a mistake and maybe our kids will, you know, be frustrated with us later, but you know, we are doing what we can. And as it was so funny, somebody said to me one time, I think when, when one of my kids was small, when like my youngest was small, my oldest was small, um, you know, the things that you think your kids are going to be mad at you about, <laughs> they're not mad at you about those things. They're mad at you about other things. And you're like, I thought I got that right. Right. You know? <laughs> and it's the oh, thing that you, you know, thought that you totally messed up. Right. That they're like, it didn't bother them. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the thing that you're like, I nailed that. They're like, I'm so mad about, you know, <laughs> so that was the advice that somebody gave to me when my oldest was a baby. That's perfect advice. <laughs> you know, a piece of advice that I hated when my kid was small is um, nap when they're napping. I said, oh, "Be yeah. come on." That I mean, that's when you wash bottles and dishes and clothes. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you take and, a shower and you take a deep breath. Right. Right. I mean, you're like, oh my god, thank God, it's quiet. <sighs> right. right. It's quiet. I mean, yeah. I don't have to be holding baby. I don't have to be. You know, it's quiet. I and read I, an article. Yeah, exactly. It's. I mean, I also. You know, one of the other things that moms always say, and this will probably resonate with you, is, you know, you put your kids to bed. And then you stay up to one o'clock in the morning because you're like, oh my God, it's so quiet. And you're doing things for yourself. Mm -hmm. And, but then you pay the price for it. Right. You do. Right. Exactly. Because you haven't, because in a way you also haven't, you've overextended yourself. Right. And you haven't set good boundaries mm -hmm. and you haven't made yourself a priority. So you uh -huh. don't have that morning routine. So then right. what you're doing is uh -huh. you're, you know, the alarm is going off or the kids are coming in to wake you up. Right. Right. And then you're like, oh, I got to get out of bed. And you know, you start your morning off kind of on the wrong foot. You do. Right. But when you set aside that time and really, you know, get up a bit before the kids, that really is a huge, it really is, it's huge. Oh, absolutely. You can get your ducks in a row before your ducks get behind. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And, you know, getting, and that means, you know, getting to bed <coughs> earlier, right? Mm -hmm. So it's it does. doing some of those things. But then I think that oftentimes we think, we think we have to do these things. And it's about really making, really being clear about our priorities. Absolutely. Right. Be mindful about our priorities. Right. Yeah. Being mindful. Five hours is this going to make a difference? In five minutes is this going to make a difference? Right. No, exactly. I mean, it's not right. It, yeah. It's just more times than not, not going to make a difference. Mm -hmm. And is it, you know, is having that time, that quiet time at night worth being totally overwhelmed and tired and exhausted and short with your kids the following day? Right. Right. So it's, I mean, it is a balance and it is about, sure. you know, finding that right thing and what works best for you because it's different for everybody. But, mm -hmm. um, but those are, yeah, but finding, but having a morning routine, I think is, it's, yeah, it's, it's big. Starts your day off. Right. It, yeah. And another thing you mentioned was asking for help. And I understand that can be in the form of maybe hiring somebody to do, to mow the yard or to clean the house or to laundry or cooking or whatever it is, getting that help, but also asking your, your partner, your spouse, right? And I was wondering if you, like, how do you strike that balance or even asking your kids? So how do, how do people participate in a household? Well, so, you know, so last night my mm -hmm. son said oh mommy how can I help you and I said oh you know I had started to turn the clothes right side in for the laundry sure and so he did that for me and then and then that was perfect and then he, and then he said perfect. mommy what else can I do for you I said well you can go get the basket and you can put all the clothes that need to be washed in the basket and put it at the top of the stairs so while I was helping everybody else you know get ready for bed yeah. or brush their teeth he was doing that and then 
after everybody was bed, I was just had to pick up the basket and walk downstairs to do the laundry. Right? I mean, exactly. that was huge. Yeah. That was huge. And he felt, and he felt like he was helping me. Right? right? And that's important for them, too. I think so, too. It's really important to let your kids help you. And, you know, sometimes it's, they're like, they come down in the morning and say, Mommy, how can I help you? And I'm, you know, trying to make, <sighs> you know, pancakes or scones or, I don't know, something. Stay out of my and way. Just that's, say, that's actually how you can help me, is just by, you know, but sometimes it's about finding a task that's going to take them a little bit longer to do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right? Exactly. You know, thinking about something that's going to take them a couple of steps to do right you know so but give them some independence give, give them yeah, some direction and give them something and give them something to do I think that oftentimes when we feel overwhelmed we just don't want them to do anything because we just want to get it done ourselves right and and that's a disservice really it is right? tell me more about that yeah. well it's a disservice because you're you know when you don't teach your four-year-old how to bring his plate to the sink you know, then you have a 12-year-old who's leaving and getting up from the table and, you know, not helping you wash the dishes. Yeah. Right? Exactly. I mean, that's really, it's because it's steps. It is, it's isn't it? It's steps. And so they need to learn yeah. steps along the way. And, so, yeah. and training them along the way, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And what about spouses? How to get them on board with helping more? Well, I mean, I think that, I mean, my husband's, he's, he, there are certain things he does better than me. He's actually a really good cleaner. <laughs> Can I have him come to my house? Yeah. So he, 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 you know, cleans up a lot, you know. Good. When, and when we have guests, he, you know, he cleans the bathroom and he gets things ready and makes it nice. But, you know, the way that I've really asked for him, more help from him mm -hmm. is by saying, I'm going to go away and I need you to watch the kids. Oh, right. Good. So because we live in Switzerland, my mom's in the States <clears throat> and, you know, my mom's not super well. And so I wanted to go see her and... You know, I've said, okay, I'm going to go, and we do have some help at home. We, we do have help with the nanny at home, but, you know, he would be fine to leave the nanny with the kids, and I've said, no, no, you're going to, you know, what you're going to do is she'll come her regular time, but you need to do breakfast with them. You need to do, you know, you know, you need to do these certain things, and, you know, she can build in, like, some extra hours maybe on a Saturday afternoon, but you need mm -hmm. to do the Sunday with them. You need, yeah, and... It's a gift to him, and it's a gift to the kids. Yes. And we don't really see it because we're sometimes we're so worried, like, ah, oh, is he gonna? But you know, they then get more confident in their parenting abilities. Right. They build more relationships with their with the kids in different yeah. ways. Absolutely. You know, the, the kids, kids notice. The kids notice. Right. Yeah. So that's really. I mean, that's been my biggest thing in asking for help with my husband. Good. And you know, and also you know. We've always done, um, on Sundays, you know, we have, we do a Sunday, we do a family dinner and then one of us does bath and one of us does dishwashing. Perfect. And so, uh, so we do that and you know, I have more been saying to him, you do the bath and I'll do the dishes. <laughs> <laughs> Because it also, again, it gives yeah. him more time with the kids. And I, as I've said to him, because sometimes he gets frustrated, you know, he gets frustrated and then he doesn't have as much time to repair it with the kids. Right. I'm with the kids all the time. So when right. I get frustrated, you know, it's like a blip on their yeah. whole day with me. Yeah. When he gets frustrated and he's only with them for a short period of time, it's like 25% of the time. Right. It's 25% of his time with them. Yeah. Right. And so then they... That's a good point. That, so, you know, I have... It's, it's, that's like one of the inequities of being a mom. Right? And, and is, really yeah. being more with your kids and having a different connection with them. I sometimes think kids are a bit more forgiving of moms than they are of their dads. Yeah, I think that's true. That's true. So, yeah, cause sometimes dads don't really take to heart the nurturing component of it. Right. 
and it's I think it's a bit more challenging for them right it doesn't right. come as naturally for them right. and then they are nervous with it and they don't feel as comfortable with it and you know as even just like with my kids with piano or with anything we were just mm -hmm. reading a book last night about how you know you have to have a can-do-it attitude yes right? not a growth a, mindset right a, totally a growth mindset right right and knowing that okay you might mess it up but the more you do it the better you're gonna get at it yes absolutely so <clears throat> And I, you know, and I, we talk about this not to be sexist or to be, no. you know, gender preference in any way. There's just, there are just innate uh, differences, especially and if you've got one spouse who stays at home and the other spouse who does not, then right. the spouse who is with the kids all the time has more opportunities to repair. I right. love the way you put that. Yeah. No, right? I mean, because it, 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 and it's frustrating and I think it's difficult because um, for kids, they, you know, they want to be with their dad. As you can hear, my kid <laughs> trying to open the door. I know it's kind of hard to uh, find a quiet moment with yeah, exactly. your mom. And I actually love that that and happened. They've been, they've been quiet for so long, and now they're like, "What's going on in there?" Yeah. <laughs> I want to get in there and find out what's going oh, on. Oh, I love that. Oh my gosh, I know. I'm just honored that you could sit down with me at all. You know, well, it's been it's been so fun, and it's one of the things that I love about. I love connecting with other moms. I love right. it's so nice and it's really and I think it's important. I think it's really important work. So I think it is too. And what's nice is that <laughs> you can go ahead and make a minute if you like. What? Hi buddy. Can you bring the magnetic towel upstairs for me? You can carry them up or you're gonna wait ten minutes and I'll bring it up to you, okay buddy? Mm -mm. Yep. Ten minutes. Mm -mm. Harlan Jack. Can you ask Venus to help you? Mm -mm. No? Okay, well then, you're going to have to just wait. I will be with you very soon, Harlan. Harlan. I'm going to count to three, and then there's going to be a consequence. One, two. That's actually something I do with my kids a lot. Masterfully handled, I have to say. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> Do it is the one, two, three consequence. Well, as I say, yeah. you know, if you don't want to listen, that's okay, but then there's going to be a consequence. Right. Absolutely. But you have to be willing to follow through on it. Oh, yes. Right? I mean, that's the... Yes. So, and I think that when we're frustrated, we sometimes say things that we're not really willing to do, mm. and it's mm -hmm. a mistake we all make, and I make it, you know, regularly, but it's something that I'm really trying to be more mindful of, is really... It making a consequence and sometimes when I can't think of what it is I'll be like it's something you're not gonna like <laughs> and that usually yeah. then they know that I'll come up with something that they don't like and so they leave <laughs> have you ever read love and logic or follow yes. the program yeah, yeah I have. they'd say okay there's gonna be a consequence try not to be worried yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. and sometimes that's the worst consequence yeah. a, friend, a, a friend of mine said uh, her, her, her son would be like, oh, I, Mom, can I do this? Can I do this? And, and she'd be like, if you want an answer now, it's no. Or you can wait until I have some time to think about it. That's brilliant. Okay. So if you want an answer right, right now, it's no. Right. But if you want to wait, I can think about it, and then, we can, and then we'll see what the answer is. But right now, I can't make that decision. Right. Exactly. I'm doing something else I'm now. Great, right, because I'm like overwhelmed or I'm doing something and you're I'm in an interview right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or you just, you know, you just, you're coming and I'm on the phone, right? Right, exactly. And I'm talking to somebody and I can't really, so if you want an answer, the answer is no. Or you can wait we 10 can minutes wait. Mm -hmm. and we can talk about it. I think that's going to be my mommy hack number 12. <laughs> 
<laughs> even though my daughter's older. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just, you know, consequences and you Absolutely. know, boundary setting does not end in, in toddlerhood or you know, young kids. It is. It, they're going to be pushing the boundaries. And I think it's the thing, you know, my mom was amazing. She's an amazing, amazing woman, and she did so many things right. But one of the things I think that I was a bit frustrated with her was that she set consequences, mainly for my brother, and then yeah. never followed through on them. See? And yeah. that made me mm -hmm. so frustrated. Mm -hmm. And it was the thing that I always said, when I have kids, you know, when I say a consequence, I'm going to do it. Yeah. And, and I think that maybe... And, I, and as, as I said, I still make mistakes. I still make right. consequences that I can't follow through on or I won't follow through on. But yesterday I said, you know, I sent three kids to a party and stayed home with, with one because she was, had to eat her eggs. Right. And I wasn't going to take her to a party where she was going to eat junk. Right. Because right? that was what, what was going to happen. She wasn't right. going to eat her breakfast. She wasn't going to eat the eggs I made for her. And then she was going to go and she was going to eat chips and cookies. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know... And you know, so the kids know that, and then when once you don't follow through on a consequence, they say, "Okay, well, I don't have to listen because the consequences don't matter." Right, exactly. Right? And that's just setting them up for a failure later in life. You know, no. there's always going to be some consequence. It's not that you're getting in trouble, but there's, you know, if you <clears throat> take too long getting ready, the consequences you'll miss your bus. Right? right. So there are natural consequences anyway. Right. Of course, they're not right, and and those are the best consequences. I mean, from all Absolutely. the reading I've done, you know, the best consequences for kids are natural consequences. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's about understanding and figuring what those natural consequences really are, because you know, when they're small, right. I mean, that was always my thing when my kids were small. I was like, what are the natural consequences? You know, like right. they don't have to be at school. It's not like if they don't do their homework, they're going to get in trouble, right? Like. It's it's harder with younger kids, but it was something I really I I really worked on ensuring. Mm -hmm. I remember a consequence for my daughter one time. She did not want to get dressed for preschool, and this is not something I'm proud of. But I said, okay, do you want to get dressed here? Or do you want to get dressed when you're at school? She called my bluff. She said, I'll get dressed at school. I said, all right. So I picked up my naked baby in her clothes, walked into school. And all the parents were giving me this look like, oh, I've been there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, right? And that's the only time it ever happened. She decided she didn't like getting dressed at school. Right. But I think that that is a really important thing, mm -hmm. is that in giving yourself grace, you have to give other parents grace. Right. Right? Because we've all had a screaming kid in the mall. Mm -hmm. We've all had a kid that's, you know, thrown a tantrum. I mean, yeah. my son who just walked here, he threw a tantrum he wanted this toy and I had said oh. we're, like I said we're not buying toys today and he right. was like I want this toy screamed from like one end of the mall to the other to get to the oh. car and I was like oh my god this is so embarrassing but right. I was like no I said no and right. it's no and I'm really sorry and I'm really sorry for all you people around me that have to hear my screaming child but right. you need to understand that when I say no I mean no that is beautiful so. I love that. And we've all seen the moms who say, if you don't act right, you're not going to get any presents for Christmas. Right. I mean, and that's, that's just I mean, because you're just not going to do it. Right. right? You're not going to do that, right? I mean, and so you're setting yourself up for failure, right? Absolutely. And then you feel like, you feel like a bit of a jerk that mm -hmm. you said these things and then mm -hmm. here you are out, you know, two weeks before Christmas finding the presents for your kid, mm -hmm. you know. So. Right. Absolutely. So, so yeah. And I think that there are times, it's interesting that you bring up Christmas, because I think there are certain times where it's harder to, you know, like in this move, right? You know, right. I was up to one o'clock in the morning last night, which oh is, did not So again, Marsana and her family right. of six 
are getting ready to move to Jakarta. Jakarta. And so you're in the midst of like, the movers will be coming in two weeks. Oh my god. And we need to we have been in this house for seven years. We've welcomed three of our four children into this house. Yeah. And it's a big it's a big um it's a loss for us in a lot of ways. It's a great adventure, but it's a loss and you know, we're we're um you know, we have to say our goodbyes, but we also have to maybe unload some stuff and you know we need to make decisions about what we really want to keep and that can be hard you know kids are like I want to keep all my toys and you know but the reality is you can't keep all of them right I, I can't mean, keep all of the I, things I, I can't keep. I mean I literally went through my closet a few weeks ago and and unloaded probably 60% of the stuff that was in there because it was all the stuff that I used to have before I had kids right it was all my work clothes and you know it was hard for me I mean it was really hard for me I went through I spent an entire morning looking at things and being like nope 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 and I had somebody else bag it up for me because it was too hard for me to go back and look at it because I would have been like oh no I really like this but the reality is those aren't the clothes. I mean, I'm not wearing a dress right now, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Those Absolutely. are not the clothes that I'm wearing now. I'm, and you're going to a hot climate. I'm going, and a lot of them were winter clothes. Right. And, you know, so it's different. And so, you know, but you have to, you have to make those decisions too. Yeah. So. And everybody's making those sacrifices, right? Yeah. And, and it sacrifices that. for, you know, something amazing. Like I am a big believer that everything happens for a reason. I'm a big believer that, you know, there's a reason why I met you on Friday. Absolutely. You know, like all of those things. I remember my car got locked in that. Oh my God. (laughs) I was like, I know. Oh oh my gosh. Yeah. We had to rescue your car. We had to rescue my car from the chain link fence, which was a bit (laughs) stressful with my husband in Southeast. But you know, I loved what, I mean, I tell what happened with that. Okay. So I loved, I loved how you addressed this. So <clears throat> you come up, I'm giving this workshop, and you're trying to find a place to park, and parking in Geneva is awful, and so you found this, uh, like, work, workplace, they were doing, like, construction, construction site, right, yeah. construction site, thank you, and park in there, and then when you came out of the workshop, they closed it up and locked it up, and then you came back in and said, oh my god, this is a nightmare, they've locked my car in this works, in this work site, in this construction zone, and so we went and found out it wasn't really locked, it was more like just kind of tied, the gate was kind right. of tied, yeah. so we unlocked but then you said, well, I've got diplomatic plates on the car, and I was here, I was thinking I was invulnerable, or that I was, uh, you know, invincible here with these diplomatic plates, and here's my lesson, not to think that, you know, just because right, to I not be so this, arrogant. Thank right? you. I, I mean, was, I was really being yeah. arrogant. I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, so we all have our moments <laughs> <laughs> that we may not be so proud of. <laughs> but, but I love but how you put really, that together. Yeah, I mean, that was, right? yeah. You owned it right away. You said this was directly the result of my, you know, my arrogance, my right. privilege, right? right? And so recognized it. So, you know, and it sounds like you take the same grace to motherhood. I try to. I try to. And I'm not, you know, as I say, I'm not perfect. But I love being a mom. I love being a mom. It's like right. my greatest gift in life. It really right. is. Yes. But, you know, there are days where I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, was what I was I thinking? Four kids? Oh, my God. Four kids. That's amazing. But, you know... But they are, I mean, kids are really, they are really a blessing. And, totally. you know, when you hear them laughing and you hear, you know, hear them playing, it's, you know, it's, I have to say it's, I love the age of my kids now. And I, for, from the time my fourth was born, I've always said, now don't grow anymore. I love, you know, <laughs> I love this age. And I, I think that, you know, this is a very, it's less physical now than it was when they were younger, but right. And it's becoming more emotional yeah. and less physical, yeah. which is really hard because it doesn't, 
it sucks your energy just in a different way. Right. And even more important to be taking care of yourself, right? Yes. Because when they're younger, you think, oh, when they get older, I, I, you know, I'll have the time for myself. Right. But you're emotionally worrying about them yes. in a different way. And that takes your space and that takes your head space and your time. Yeah. And so you're unable to really find that time for yourself. Right? Because you've been yeah. so used to giving it in a different way. Exactly. So it, does, it's not, it doesn't mean like, oh, I'm, you know, my kids are older now. I have all this time for myself because... Mm -mm. You know. No, and I was, as I was saying earlier, it's like, where does it end? You know, oh, it's going to get better when, uh, smoke is going to clear when my kids are in elementary school. Oh, it's going to clear when they're in high school. But then they graduate high school, and then they go into college, they graduate high school, and then they graduate college, and then they get families of their own, and it's like, it's always there. It's always there. You're always going to be this mom, this person in their life, right? right. Yeah, exactly. And, and the other thing is, is that, you know, it doesn't matter if your kid is three or 30, Right. You're always worried about them, right? And and yeah. it's, and it's easier when they're three, I think, because <laughs> you, you know what you're worried about, you, and you have the control, right? Right? Exactly. But when you know where they are. Thirty, you know, right. you're worrying about them. You want them to be happy. You want them to feel good about themselves, mm -hmm. you, and you don't have control on that. No. And that's really hard. You know, motherhood is is a gift, but it's definitely a challenge at the same time. It's not time. for the faint of heart. It is not for the faint of heart. And I know you wanted to be a mom all your life. I did too. It took me a long time to finally be a mom, and it took you know, tests and interventions and all these things, uh, a stint with the fostering system, and then also and then adoption. So. You know, and I think even for moms like me, and I know plenty of moms who've been through in vitro, who've been through many years of fertility, it sucks. But then when you finally get to be a mom, you realize that, you know, maybe it's not what I thought it would be. Right, but the other thing is that I think that sometimes, maybe if you struggled so hard, and then you get to be a mom, yeah. you then, you might feel, I don't know, I mean... You want to do it perfectly. You want to do it. You want yes. to do it fully, and then you give yourself a hundred percent because this is something that you wanted. And now you're so grateful you had it, mm -hmm. and then you you know you lose a bit of yourself, right? Because right. you you now feel as though you've been given this blessing, and you work need, so hard. You work so hard, and you're gonna just fully embrace it, and you're just gonna you know totally give yourself to it, right? At the cost of yourself, a bit a bit of yourself anyway. Exactly, and then you realize that. You know, motherhood is not perfect. Right, it's not perfect, and it and it's a different journey. And I think this is mothers need to, as I say, give themselves grace, but right. also give other people, other mothers grace because, you know, motherhood looks different for everybody. It does. And if you're a stay-at-home mom, and you're judging a working mom, or you're a working mom and thinking a stay-at-home mom has it, you know, everybody has their mm -hmm. challenges. Everybody has their struggles, and nothing's perfect and I really believe that as moms we need to take care of one another I love that and that's why you started that's why I started this that's right? why I started it because I really want to support other moms and I want to help them in taking care of themselves right and in taking care of their families because I really believe that if you take care of yourself you're doing such a huge service to your family oh absolutely I love it and so you help moms take care of themselves 
through your work. And yep. so it's mercadahoffman.com, two yeah. Fs. Two Fs, two Ns. Right, dot com. com. I'll put your link in the show notes Great. as well. So moms around the world can reach you. And through the miracle of the internet, we can be in Kansas City. We can be in the Geneva area. We can be in Jakarta. Exactly. Right? <laughs> but we're still connected. Exactly, exactly. And I work with most of my moms, <clears throat> not locally. It's right. through the internet and it's over Zoom. And, you know, and it's... and. And I, when you go to my website, you'll see I'm an accountability coach because I think that as moms, that's what we need is we need yes. a little bit of accountability to ourselves. And we sometimes yes. need a little bit of a push saying right. like, yeah, you do matter. Did you go right. to the gym today? Did you go to the, you know, did you do that thing for yourself? Did right. you make those plans that you wanted to make? Did you, you know, and I think that once you overcome it and you start getting into it, it becomes right. more natural. Mm-hmm. But as with any habit... You know, it takes practice, and if when you have somebody who's holding you accountable, it's it makes it easier. Yeah, and it and it makes your results faster, right? It does you see, exactly. You see results and faster, and they stick. And they stick exactly. Yeah, and they stick. And so, you know, you fall, of course, as does everybody falls, of course. Of course, but having that grace. Yeah, exactly. To say, you, you know what? Let's get just, back to it. Yeah, that's what it is. For, I love for it. today. Yeah. Right? Exactly. <laughs> I had a good hour. Exactly. I had a good morning. I had, I had 15 minutes to myself. Right? Yeah. I, had, I did I got my I did get my hair blow dried today. I and, noticed that. And I put mascara on, but you know, I think over the weekend I didn't. Right. I did, but you know what? Okay. I have to say when I first started this blow drying my hair and putting right. mascara on was like a necessity. Like I had to do that in order to feel like I was taking care of myself. Yeah. But over the weekend, when my husband was away and I had the four kids by myself and it was, you know, we had a lot of stuff going on, it was okay that I didn't, you know, I took a shower and it was okay that I didn't blow dry my hair. It was fine for me because mm-hmm. I think that I'm taking care of myself in other ways and right. that's, you know, and so it's about really starting the journey and really taking the small steps because it's the small right. steps that lead to the big results. It is, it is. Yeah, so. I love it. I love it, and you can help moms to realize that and yeah, see where they can exactly, and to see how they're going to start their journey. Right? Love it. How they're going to start their journey. Oh, love it, love so. it. So, Marsana, thank yeah. you so much. It's oh, been this is such a. Joy. Oh, it was wonderful. It was really so such much a great fun. conversation. I love this. <laughs> I love talking about being moms. Okay, yeah. so MarsanaHoffman.com yep. and eleven best mommy ha- hacking secrets to combat overwhelm. Yes, brilliant. Great. Radiate Wellness is a community of holistic and alternative healers and consultants based in the Kansas City area dedicated to helping you create spiritual, energetic, and physical well-being. To learn more about our practitioners, services, classes, and events, or to schedule an appointment, visit us at radiatewellnesscommunity.com. Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries, sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. On the Dropping In podcast, hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify.